0: Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North Fourth Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes
1: 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Hey, I'm doing great. I'm glad that you said the word genius in my name within two minutes of each other. So I'll take it.
0: And I think it's really the connection is obvious to anybody who can connect the dots.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I say it to myself every day in the mirror. <laughs>
0: All right, so, so through five games, what kind of evaluation do you have, Ben? We'll start with the offensive side.
1: Um, I mean, offensively, I think we knew that Penn State was going to be a better team than they were last year simply because the situation of the preseason, spring practice, the ability to work with Mike Yurcich in person, I, I think we knew all of these things were going to be better. Um, I think everyone expected the running game to be a little bit more efficient than it generally has been. Um, I think Sean Clifford has looked smarter. He's looked... Um, like he he knows what he's doing and why he's doing it and what's next and and why that's next. Um, Jahan Dotson, you know, he, he's just he's even better than he was last year, and that's saying something. So I think offensively, you know, maybe a little bit better than I thought, but not without the things to work on. So overall, I think uh, you know five and zero start is maybe a, a tad better than I expected when we looked at that that schedule earlier this summer. But a lot of that just had to do with the fact we didn't know how this team was going to look. Um, and the answer is at least on offense you know they look certainly competent enough to be 5 and 0.
0: So now we flip it over to the defensive side. What's been your observation there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think James said it the best the other day, which is that they're not dominant at any one thing, but they're great at all of it. And I think that the fact that they've been able to get to the quarterback just for the pressure to even up front, the fact that the linebackers have played okay in the secondary. I mean, I've talked to some people about it. I'm sure you have opinions on it. I think top to bottom at corner, every position, at safety, every position. You know, there are not, that come to mind for me at least, a lot of coverage groups that have been this good for Penn State historically. I think that there's really not an obvious guy to pick on. Um, It's certainly not Brisker. It's certainly not Tariq. Um, So I I think defensively they're good at everything, um, and and that's really all you need. I think they've been fantastic. I think they've been so good um, to a certain extent that we almost don't talk about them enough because you just take them for granted um, but I think, yeah, top to bottom, uh, that they don't really have a weakness, um, at least that hasn't been found at this point, and that's a testament to Brent Pry and the work they've done this offseason.
0: We know that Brown and Brisker obviously can play the pass. We've seen that over and over again. But what has it meant to this defense, their ability to read and fill in the run?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's huge. And I think for Jaquan in particular, I think that's what makes him one of the better safeties in the country is his ability to be physical. Um, in those gaps, I I mean, he reminds me a little bit of, to to a certain extent, maybe a slightly better version of Marcus Allen because Marcus was a guy that was really good at going downhill, but I think Jaquan might be a better cover guy. Um, And and certainly Marcus played a lot of really good football for Penn State, so that's, that's not, you know, putting down anything that he did. But, yeah, I mean, it's huge. Anytime that your safeties can get down into the running game, get into the backfield, be a threat there at that second level, that's huge. Because on the one hand, it's good when your safeties are some of your best players But, you know, on the other hand, you don't want them to be super busy because that means they're dealing with the ball, you know, 15, 20 yards down the field, and that's not ideal either. So I think when you can have some of your best players be involved five yards from the line of scrimmage instead of 15, that's a good sign. And certainly both of those guys um, have done well at both levels.
0: Your top four tacklers, by the way, are either linebackers or defensive linemen. So, I mean, that's a start right there when it comes to the number of tackles being made uh now special teams uh your evaluation there
1: yeah i mean i think jordan south has been fantastic punting the ball i mean i i I think it's you know it's funny because i love punting i'm a big fan of watching good punts especially because you know you know as well as i do how high up we are in the stadium it's kind of neat to see that thing fly up there and kind of get above your head a little bit um yeah i mean that's been fun i mean i don't think that that anyone questions that Um, You know, you want to have more consistency at those field goal units, especially for weekends like this one where, you know, you don't expect it to be super high scoring. It could come down. If it's a close game to a field goal, you want to feel confident about that. But I think Jordan, all in all, has done a fantastic job really handling every aspect of that. I I think the return return unit maybe has more to offer, but I think that a lot of opponents haven't really given Jahan, in particular, a lot of really good opportunities. And to his credit, the few times that he's had a chance to make actual plays um, you know, I think he's had those 10, 15, 16-yard returns, which which can be big. But at the same time, Penn State's, uh, you know, been comfortable enough where they, they haven't had to flip the field to the special teams play. But, you know, sooner or later um, you're going to want to make those. And, and the field goal blocks, I mean, two already, that's, you know, those are few and far between. You might go a whole year without one, let alone two. Um, so I think, you know, there's really at this point in the year, I don't think there's a unit that is a super weak point. Other than just getting consistency on offense,
0: yeah, I thought the 50-yard field goal that Jordan Stout hit against Indiana was a big kick for him. Um, you know, and again, it just shows the scoring range that if you get the ball to the 30 to the 35, Penn State has an opportunity of points.
1: Yeah, and I think it also, you know, maybe it changes your arithmetic a little bit about yeah. what you're trying to do on any given drive or when you're feeling comfortable about going for it versus kicking. I mean, we've always known that Jordan had that leg, and, and I think the challenge is just. When you have him doing so many different things, just kind of making sure that he's, you know, he's got a pitch count, so to speak, where that doesn't blow that thing uh, open. I mean, certainly I love watching his kickoffs, too. But I do think it's huge, especially with some of the up and down consistency that he had early in the year. You hit anything from that far out, you're going to feel good about yourself. There's no question.
0: Uh, Mike, you had an opportunity, I believe, to talk with the media this morning. Correct, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. What did you uh, glean from that?
1: Um, I mean, I think the thing that I always get whenever we get a chance to listen to, to Mike talk about football is he is just such a, a, a football guy. Um, yeah. You know, he loves the game. He loves thinking about it. He loves talking about it. Um, I did think he said something interesting, which I, I think is one of those things that sometimes gets overlooked a little bit. Or, or you know, I'm a big quarterback defender. Um, for better or for worse, I was always a, a Hackenberg defender when that was a thing. And, and Trace really didn't need it all that much. Um, but I, I think what he said this morning about, you know, Sean has certainly gotten better, but so has the pass protection. So have the receivers. Um, so have the tight ends. And I think all of those things, you know, it, it's easy to look at the quarterback and say, you know, it's all on him. And certainly Sean had throws last year that, that were all on him and he'd like to have back. But I think when you look at his improvements, certainly a lot of that is him. But as Mike mentioned, um, you know, so much of that has to do with the things that are around him as well. And I think that's what makes evaluating quarterbacks difficult sometimes, especially on teams like Penn State that are very good but not perfect. Um, You go, you know, why are these things the way they are? Why can't Penn State run the ball the way that it wants to? And, you know, people go, well, the running backs have to be better. Well, you know, the running backs have to be better, but they also have to run block better. They have to block better with the tight ends. They have to do other things. Well, it's never as simple as people say. And I, I thought Mike did a good job today trying to explain some of those things. Because as easy as it is to watch football, to truly understand it and truly understand what's going right and what's going wrong is often one of those things that only guys like him can really look under the hood and tell you.
0: When you look at Mike Yursich, you know, obviously there's a lot of input from James as to what they do. But, you know, what do you think about his, quote, feel for the game? And then the same thing about Brent Pry.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Brent has, has established himself as a guy who understands what the game calls for. I give them a lot of credit. He talked earlier this season about, you know, doing some self-scouting and changing some things in the red zone about their aggressiveness or approaching things differently. And I think it takes a lot of uh, – I'm not sure what the word is, but it, it takes a lot of, you know, an ability to look at yourself in the mirror and say what are you good at and what are you not good at and what do you need to change to kind of after all these years say these things have worked and these things haven't worked Let's changed them. And I think Mike Yersich, for my money, you know, every game is gonna have play calls that you might want to have back or execution that wasn't great or an idea that seemed good on paper. But for my money, I think Mike Yersich has done a great job this year of calling the right sorts of plays at the right time. Now you know, again, there's gonna be things that you look back on and go, Well that didn't go as planned, but I think his feel for the game has been good. I think that he has had creative ideas at the right moments. I think the little quirky things that they have done in the red zone have come at the right time. Um, And really, you know, I I think people get hung up on the run, but this is not going to be a running offense. I mean, obviously, you're not going to win. There's not going to be a team that wins a national title and doesn't run the ball well. But, um, you know, I think what we've seen so far, a team that's happy to pass it down the field, happy to get it to their playmakers, I think they've done a good job of that so far. And I think they've done a good job of, you know, obviously get Jahan a lot of targets, but figuring out different ways to spread the ball around so you don't become, one-dimensional.
0: Well, I think uh, what you're what you're saying here is that when it comes like to Brent and Mike, I can tell everybody the reason that they look around, and say, "Okay, how can we be better?" is because they're not ego guys.
1: No. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's I think that's huge when you've got guys that are confident. I mean, I've always loved talking to to Brent yeah. over the years because he's a he's a great quote. He's a pretty you know normal guy, and they're all normal guys. But you meet people in football, especially at this level, that are a little of themselves and Brent Pry is just a dude that likes drinking beer and listening to country music and playing football and I think that yeah. you know that goes that goes a long way towards your ability to improve and I think, you know, we haven't gotten to talked to, to Mike Jerzich tons since he's been here uh, at Penn State, but I think for the most part he seems like a guy that really just really likes football and when you really like football, uh, you throw a lot of other things out the window and I think that's that's the Penn State's benefit.
0: He loves football and he's very down to earth. Um, How much have you seen of Iowa, and depending on that, uh, what do you think of them?
1: Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen tons, but the nice thing about Iowa is Iowa is Iowa. Um, You know, I I don't think, you know, they're they're not going to surprise you running, you know, anything that you haven't seen before. I mean, I know they run the ball well. I think it's good for Penn State that, um, you know, they've already gone up against Wisconsin and Auburn that had some good running backs. Um, You know, these are the kinds of games where you want to avoid mistakes, you want to avoid chunk plays. Um, I I do think the whole thing is very interesting, though, because much like I don't think if we really know if Penn State's the fourth-best team in the country, I tend to lean towards they're not, but I think they're very good. So we'll find out at that. I think at the same time, you know, there's some question marks about Iowa. So you'd like to say you know how this game is going to go because you've seen so many Penn State-Iowa games and you've seen how good they both of these teams have looked on the field. But, you know, I think there is a sort of big question mark around all of this. You know, I guess we're going to find out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Iowa's Iowa. They're going to be physical. They're going to ground and pound it. They're going to try and take their shots down the field. I um, mean, you've got to be ready for everything. And with this group, especially defensively, you've got to avoid turnovers because they're not—they're not generating a lot of offense in terms of yards per game. I think since they've got basically a hundred more yards per game on offense than Iowa. But Iowa's turning the—they're creating turnovers. I think if they have 12 so far this year, um, you know, you create turnovers, you create short fields. You're going to create yourself some wins. Um, so if you're Penn State, they've done a good job all year of hanging onto the ball. They've done a good job all year of not fumbling it. I think if you continue to do those things, especially on the road, you're going to give, your chance, give yourself a chance. Because um, for my money, Jahan Dotson is going to be the best player on the field on Saturday. And if you've got the best player on the field, you certainly have a good chance of winning.
0: Ben, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate it very much.
1: Yep, thanks for having me, Steve.